Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 125 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We are live tonight on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook, so thank you for joining us wherever you're uh, watching from. And if you're listening to us later on, on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from, thank you. Please leave a comment. Please join and ask us questions, whatever you want to do. Make suggestions. We're looking forward to it. Always uh, looking for ideas for different uh, concepts for shows. We have some things uh, being looked at for the new year, and we'll see how it uh, goes off. Tonight, where you got a little bit of news, uh, we're going to do obviously this week in history with Jonesy to wrap up the show. But that's been a busy week involving different events such as uh, Halloween Havoc, AEW getting ready for full gear, WD with Hell in a Cell, and of course, Impact Wrestling with Bound for Glory. So, we're going to look back at some of those shows with some comments, and we can't uh, do it without our roundtable panel. And coming back from Toronto, Stephen, how are you? Oh, I feel like hell. Okay, so that's uh, it's been it's it's been a long between work and then um, not being well for the last couple of weeks. It's understandable. Uh, how are things though in Toronto in general? Um, I haven't seen outside in two weeks. Two weeks, week and a half. So I don't know. It the numbers are bad, and I it's don't good know. To stay anymore. away and hibernate. Yeah, it's, we still haven't had snow. That's a good thing. You guys can keep it in London. I saw a couple flakes uh, the other day when I was homesick with uh, back uh, problems. So I ended up uh, just looking out the window, going no, and closed the curtain. Uh, We'll bring in our other panelist, going by Master Fuji tonight from Niagara Falls. Jonesy, how are you? Ah, <laughs> very good, very good. Now that that stereotyping is over, how are you guys doing? Well, we know uh, Steve's not doing too well, but uh, how are you doing, Sean? Uh, not too bad. I rushed home to uh, get this. Uh, had some issues at work uh, earlier today. So, yeah, just uh, getting settled in. Thankfully, I did a bunch of notes before we uh, did this. So, pretty much ready to go. Hopefully, able to share uh, as we go along when people give uh, their opinions of what we saw this week. But, I wonder uh, if the Black Scorpion will return. I don't know. You didn't get really... Uh, too much warning today. So we'll see if uh, Black Scorpion exists and who he is. Uh, but yeah, we are doing that. And let me just put up a banner here just because we want to know what we are doing. Uh, also, to start off the night, unfortunately, with some side note. Tracy Smothers uh, passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 58. Uh, so just going to uh, put his banner up there. It's uh, unfortunate that uh, somebody like that, who actually spent about 40 years in the business, um, 
and it's been revered throughout a lot of different generations. There was a lot of indie uh, wrestlers from Ontario that were sending out condolences, uh, including Carter Mason. I saw some from Tyson Dukes. But then even uh, guys in the higher uh, leagues were singing his praises and uh, condolences. But, yeah, Freddie Joe Floyd, he uh, wrestled as Jason the Terrible, Shaquille Ali, uh, Ali and, of course, Tracy Smothers. Uh, debuted in 82, uh, retired in 2019, uh, mainly due to, obviously, he was uh, battling cancer. And unfortunately, before some of the benefits that uh, was it, Chris Hero was uh, supposed to be putting on for him next month, he passed away before that. Um, in his early career, he was in WCW teaming with uh, Scott Armstrong, no, Scott. Steve Armstrong, should I say, as the uh, Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. And it was the, just the Southern Boys, the Young Pistols. They did a lot of wearing the Confederate flag and got away with it uh, in 1990. Probably couldn't get away with it uh, now, obviously. And then he moved on to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, eventually made his way to uh, WWE, where he was named uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, which was a name built on the Briscoe Brothers' real names. Uh he was unfortunately more known as a jobber at that time. He ended up uh, going to ECW and being a part of uh, FBI when he thought he was Italian. And, yeah, he did a lot of uh, different things. Uh, battled with Blue Media at Hardcore Homecoming. Uh, went to the independent circuits. Juggalo uh, Championship Wrestling. Uh, had a brief stint in TNA in 2010. Just a lot of different championships because uh, he was such a journeyman all over the place. Uh, I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia, and there's just way too many for me to read uh, off. But do you guys remember anything about Tracy Smothers and thoughts about uh, his passing? Well, I remember him. Uh... Mainly, the first thing was um, Freddie Joe Floyd, and I mean, I went back and obviously Smoky Mountain, and I actually forgot he was part of the Southern Boys until I started watching NWA again, and I was surprised that WWE made him Freddie Joe Floyd, and not even Mid Carter it was like jobber. Yeah. So, yeah, very surprised by some of it. Yeah, I actually like the uh, Southern Boys uh, when I first started watching uh, NWA as they uh, went into WCW, and they were one of my favorite teams. They uh, were U.S. Tag Team Champions, uh, so they were mid card even then, but still uh, at least a popular team. But uh, yeah, Jonesy, yourself. Uh, I know I watched a match of him in it today on old uh, WCW Saturday Night uh, Reels, but uh, I don't remember a whole lot. I, I, I recognize the name, but nothing huge sticks out for me. Yeah, so just to send out condolences to his uh, 
family and friends, uh, sad loss to the wrestling world. Uh, just as I said, with 40 years experience uh, in the business, starting at uh, such a young age, um, yeah, just a lot of wealth of knowledge that was passed on along the way. And he was uh, willing to adapt as well uh, to different uh, styles. So rest in peace to uh, Tracy Smothers. And uh, we'll move on to some news and notes. Uh, last week, uh, it turned out that in AEW on their Wednesday Night Dynamite uh, live show, um, one of the members of uh, Dark Order, I think it was Silver, potentially, he actually knocked out during that uh, four-way match with uh, Private Party, Butcher and Blade, and the Young Bucks. And he laid there after... Uh, private party kind of squashed his face and people were still jumping around him doing their whole uh, flippies and it wasn't until basically uh pepper parks uh, the blade pulled them to the corner to get him out of harm's way that anything happened and got him to safety and then it took a while to get uh medical there um he was still kind of out of it before as the show went off the air and i guess cody came out to uh, check and see what was going on. And he did end up walking out on his own volition, but still, to be there in the middle of the ring and a referee not uh, paying attention to what's going on, and it took uh, the blade to figure it out and pull him to safety, that is another irresponsible thing that AEW seems to do with you know what happened with Matt Hardy as well. Uh, whether, you know, I know Jonesy thought it was kind of uh, a little suspect uh, with Matt, and uh, especially when they keep on going back to it, like they're going to at full gear. But they seem to be reckless and not care uh, what's going on until it's too late. Your thoughts on uh, that? Welcome to all fucking variety show wrestling. They have no idea that he should have been pulled out. The referee for not knowing this, saw seeing that he was out like a light, should be fired. If he, if someone would have landed on him, we would be talking potentially talking about something worse. I mean, we're lucky. Lucky Pepper Parks realized what was going on and got him out of the way. But if he laid there much longer, we all know it would have been a lot worse. These people don't know what they're doing. I don't, I'm really confused by why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, like they get a lot of flack because they say they want to be sports based, but you know, being sports based, you should be paying attention to what's going on around you. Either way, and I, I don't well, know. Well, it's well, very, a lack of experience, but even though there was lack of experience, there still was enough in Pepper Parks pulling him out. So experience did pay off in the end. He didn't get hurt. But now hopefully that's something that shows them that they need to pay more attention to what's going on, not just in the ring and in their match, but everything around them. They're not just out there to wrestle. They're there to tell a story. But you have to know what's going. It's like a hockey player. You have to know what's going on down the ice. 
So, and, and as far as the referees, they ju they're just, don't, I don't know if they don't talk about this stuff, but they don't call things properly. I watched some dark and they miss a lot of stuff. That's like, why even have the referee in there? If, yeah, if there's more of a window dressing. I know Jimmy Corderas has a, I was almost frustrated every week by seeing how unprofessional these guys look. And it's, it's a joke. Uh, Dana Bryan uh, revealed on uh, Talking Smack after uh, SmackDown, which was on FS1 this past week, that he's on his final run as a full-timer um, and he's looking to help elevate younger stars. Uh, so he's like 39 years old. We've seen a lot of uh, what he's done. Uh, we're even lucky he's back in the ring after the concussions he's had and WD refusing for so long to let him in. So... If he has like 11 months, I've heard, uh, left on his contract, uh, and that's probably his last run full-time, doesn't mean he's totally gone, but if he helps elevate some new talent to uh, pursue him, that's going to be a lot better than going out and beating everybody uh, like some other guys do on their way out. Uh, any thoughts on Daniel Bryan's career and where it could go? Because he's also – been uh, attached to help being part of the writing team for SmackDown. Well, I think you'll find that he'll become a producer slash upper head of creative. Because I'm really interested to see where some of the things he's got his hands in. I know right now he was the one who got the name Shorty G changed back to Chad Gable. So let's hope that it becomes a lot better so yeah uh lars sullivan might be getting his name changed to just the freak uh because yeah just the way he was presented the last couple of weeks on smackdown and michael cole just kept on calling him the freak instead of lars sullivan uh so that's a person with getting a name change wasn't, wasn't he called the freak the freak lars sullivan before he was hurt before. Yeah, I'm going to try and drop Lars Sullivan part and just call him the freak. It's been <laughs> man. You just said that uh, before we went on there that Matt Riddle is now just going to be Riddle. Well, I don't know if it's just a glitch in on WWE's website or... Well, that's happened because there was talk that... Tucker got moved back over to SmackDown, but he's apparently still on Raw. There was an error with uh, Mustafa Ali being on SmackDown. Meanwhile, he's leading uh, Retribution on Raw. Mickey James, yeah. who doesn't have a home, is over on SmackDown. So they need some uh, work done on their website to correct some of these things. So I think if they just call him Riddle, it'd be dumb. But welcome to WWE at this point. Yep. Chad Gable, as you said, is dumping Shorty G and going back to Chad Gable. We'll have to see what happens with him. I'd love to see them find him a new tag team partner. Uh, sort of like do what when Jason Jordan was looking for a tag team partner in his case. So do down. I don't know who would be who they have on the roster that he could team with that it would be interesting. Yeah, I think you might have to look uh, at either some 205 guys 
or NXT to see who's available. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Mandy Rose apparently isn't happy with her uh, move to Raw with the fact that they don't have anything for her. At, they've thrown her together with uh, Dana Brooke after destroying her tag team with uh, Sonya Deville. So maybe she'll grow into it and accept it like she did the storyline with Otis, but you never know. Uh, Vince McMahon has removed uh, the buckle bomb from the band uh, move uh, list because uh, Seth Rollins started using it again and hit Murphy with it. Uh, probably will never see the pile driver uh, removed from there. But no, eventually you'll get a guy who can do it safely and they'll eventually get the trust back. Yeah. Uh, on that same episode of Talking Smack that uh, Daniel Bryan revealed that he's uh, moving into his last stage of his uh, full-time career, Paul Heyman was also on that show and was talking about the uh, storyline with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso going into Hell and Cell, and he received a uh, note, and the way he held it, people were able to manipulate it and flip the... Uh, uh, picture because you can see through the page. It was actually a note from Vince McMahon telling him to detail what the consequences were going to be. And you saw that Vince actually signed it. So I guess they still allowed Paul to uh, do something non scripted, but he got some direction of where he was supposed to at least go uh, live during that show, which was on FS1. Uh, Ken Shamrock says that he's. Uh, still wanting a match against Bill Goldberg and feels that it'll eventually happen, even though Bill Goldberg has like a two-year deal, two-match deal per year with WWE. Does anybody want to see Shamrock and Goldberg? That look says it all. If, if, if it's a legit fight, if they bring back Brawl for All, then yes, I want to see Ken Shamrock go after Goldberg. That would be fantastic. Uh, so WD is celebrating 30 years of The Undertaker because of uh, this year being uh, 30 years since he debuted as Undertaker at Survivor Series. So all this month for the next 30 days is uh, tribute to Undertaker, which is supposed to culminate in a Brothers of Destruction uh, documentary, which a week before is going to be at a uh, film festival. But if you haven't seen the uh, Last Ride series, apparently it's been moved to the free tier of the WWE Network. So that's available to catch up on if you haven't uh, gotten a chance to see that. Jonesy, I would I'd highly recommend it uh, for you. because Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I've seen the, I've seen the Undertaker um, thing. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if because uh, I know you don't actually have the uh, network. But if you were able to see it, great. Um, also, I guess Survivor Series is going to have a big yeah, thing for Undertaker. Maybe this is how they do a sort of impromptu surprise uh, out-of-season Hall of Fame for him. And no. do, do that during the show. That would make too much sense. Yeah, but... And, I, and honestly, if I was going to do that, I'd want fans there. True. And that's, I think, one of the other reasons why they haven't done the Hall of Fame uh, for 2020 because there is no fans available. Because by now, you would have thought they would have uh, done something on the network with JBL and 
uh, Harry Smith doing uh, his dad and everybody else who was uh, supposed to be on that uh, list for 2020. I expect I expect that will happen before next year's WrestleMania, so they can have a new class go in, and they'll make a they'll do something, and then they'll do something else for um, those people with in front of a live crowd. But I expect there to be a Hall of Fame induction, some sort. Okay, hold on. I gotta go. Okay. I guess, Sorry, uh, guys. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Steve's not feeling as well to be with us. We'll see you next time. Uh, thank you for joining us, though. But yes, uh, Chad Peterson, he's uh, mentioning about Alexa Bliss doing a really good job with the storyline with the Fire, Firefly Funhouse and being uh, sort of uh, the Harley Quinn to uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, fiend. And uh, should uh, look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, with that as a moose forward, she's got the expressions down really well. You can uh, see that she's definitely a fan of the comic book genre. And, uh, of course, Holly, Harley Quinn, because she's dressed up like her before. So she knows what they kind of do with it. Um, this man and Bruce Pritchard have apparently lost interest in Retribution. And that's why they're being squashed like they are on Raw. And I guess the guys of Retribution were uh, sort of Paul Heyman uh works of art and that's why uh they were being used originally but because they're them being Heyman people and Heyman's gone to creative there's a lack of direction for them thunder rosa lost her nwa uh, women's title to serena deeb and is now rumored to be uh joining wde instead of going to aew where she'd been defending her nwa uh, championship uh, the Miz was given the money in the bank uh, briefcase to get uh, shock value uh, by seeing it taken off uh, Otis at Hell in a Cell. And uh, there were still no plans for Otis uh, cashing in uh, the money in bank briefcase anyways, and there was a lot of people trying to figure out how to get it off him. So that's a lot of the news that was going on for this week. Uh, and then, as I said at the start of the show, there was a lot of different events that happened. Uh, this past Saturday, Impact Wrestling had Bound for Glory. Uh, the Deaners beat the Rascals in the pre-show. Uh, Rohit Raju ended up retaining his X Division uh, title in an intergender six-way. And uh, then Rhino won an intergender uh, call-your-shot gauntlet match, which uh, was him starting off first. And if him or Heath did not win, they were both going to get fired. And if uh, either of them won, then Heath was going to get a uh, contract officially with Impact Wrestling. And so there was a lot of storyline going on uh, with that. Uh, Cowboy James Storm made his return to Impact during that uh, match. And somehow uh, Heath got injured, and he was supposed to actually win the match. But because he got injured... They kept Rhino in longer in improv the finish where Rhino ended up picking up the victory. Uh, Moose ended up beating EC3. Ken Shamrock was uh, inducted into the TNA Hall, I mean the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame earlier in the night. Uh, later on, he ended up beating Eddie Edwards by submission. But during his uh, induction, 
He was inducted by Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and uh, there was also videos of uh, congratulations from Bret Hart and Mick Foley. So, uh, Chris, any thoughts on the fact that for unadvertised, for starters, on the free show, they wasted the opportunity to have Dwayne Johnson as part of their induction of Ken Shamrock? I bet you that might have been that The Rock was allowed to do that, but it couldn't be on the pay-per-view because The Rock is still with WWE as far as a um, Legends contract, so he probably had to get some sort of okay uh, to do that. That's my guess of why that wouldn't be on the show, and if that's not the reason, then, well, they're just dumb. Yeah, because at the same time, he is kind of his own person and Dwayne Johnson doing it. So who knows uh, what the relationship is there. Plus, TN, uh, Impact Wrestling and WD have done a little bit of swapping back and forth over mm -hmm. the years, including Impact getting uh, some of their video footage shown on the network. Nope. So, yeah, anything's possible. And that's why as well, you know, you saw somebody like Bret Hart and Mick Foley also able to send uh, videos, but then, of course, Brett has shown up on uh, AEW uh, on their first show presenting the title. So who knows where their status are as far as that goes. Uh, the North, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page ended up winning back their uh, tag team championships. Uh, they took out the Morrissey machine guns early in the fight, so it was down to three teams basically fighting it out, and they picked up the victory in that um, an odd thing, Kylie Ray ended up no showing uh, the pay per view. I don't, from what I heard, Impact didn't even know where she was or what was going on, and so they ended up uh, putting in uh, Sue Young uh, into the match against uh, Diona Perrazzo, and Sue Young ended up picking up the victory and becoming the new Knockouts champion. And that was followed up by Sue Young's husband, Rich Swan winning the Impact uh, Championship from Eric Young. So that was uh, Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. They announced also that they're going to revive the women's tag team titles, and uh, that's going to start in a tournament, I think, in three weeks. And they also had the um, guys who've been in the Wrestle House uh, crew uh, do a wedding uh, the other day uh, on Impact, and they all had scenes where they were hating on Johnny Bravo uh, before his uh, wedding to Rosemary. And then during that uh, thing, uh, the lights went out, a gunshot happened, and the, when the lights came back on, Johnny Bravo was apparently dead. So they're going to have a whodunit caper on impact. So, uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to have to tune in. Yeah, I was gonna say, does that interest you at all? To if 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 if, um, if Leslie Nelson and I can't remember the dude's name, um, that well, George played, yes, um, but if those two couldn't make it work in the WWE when they were looking for Undertaker, it it, it you know just don't don't try that angle. Yeah. Well, I think Tommy Dreamer is somehow involved with the uh, uh, scripting on this one and creative. 
Uh, he actually did a uh, lovely tribute to Animal as part of his uh, entrance to the Gauntlet Battle Royal, uh, wearing the Animal's face paint. But yeah, so that's uh, the fun and excitement on uh, Impact Wrestling. You want a murder mystery in your wrestling? Go and uh, do that. We already had song and dance last week on uh, AEW with uh, Jericho and uh, MJF. So I guess anything is possible, especially in the world. The fact that you know we're missing Lucha Underground, where that was just so bizarre in itself. Somebody has to pick up the slack of Lucha Underground and do uh, their own thing this way. Got another comment that came in uh, wondering, uh, what do you guys think about NXT Arena? Do you guys think other wrestlings uh, do the same like Impact? Uh, well, I do like the fact that uh, they're at least doing something visual which is a little bit better uh, than having just an empty arena like uh, Impact Wrestling is doing. And uh, I believe uh, the CWC uh, is doing it where you can uh, have fans in little pods, plus then there's the video wall of uh, fans that I think they used from uh, Raw or SmackDown because they are not allowing people to sign up to be on that wall. So I think it's used footage that you've agreed to allow your likeness to be out there. So they're putting that up there in it. It's a lot different visual. So I, I like that, I guess, better than it just being empty uh, space. Jonesy, your well, thoughts? Well, I think one of these uh, organizations, what they need to do is just have the wrestling ring a complete backdrop where there is a, a wrestling lord that's on this fancy friggin you know chamber chair and he's got the two freaking beastie dogs there and he's just watching and and maybe he's like the mega ref or something you know the ref can go up there i don't know maybe they could also find a way of getting mannequins and uh putting them all throughout the arena and put do a hologram or uh, shooting people's faces on the dummies' faces just for something different. That would just make it totally 3D compared to the Thunderdome uh, flat screens. But, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. There's a lot of things with uh, the fact that uh, the state of Florida is allowing people to go full arenas uh, if the NFL wanted to. And the NFL is restrain themselves from doing so but if they're allowing uh, pockets of uh, fans to be there you know Vince is chopping at the bit to figure out how he can do it and safely do it they're already going to be at Raymond J Stadium in Tampa Florida uh, making up for what they didn't do earlier this year so next year uh, Mania will be there uh, at least provided nothing else happens but you know Vince is going to try his best to get fans and when he does that's when some of the things that people are wondering when's this going to happen why is that not happening yet he'll pull the trigger because he'll have fans to actually react to it it's one of the reasons why drew mcintyre probably is not uh champion and that happened uh this past weekend on sunday for um hell in a cell there was uh, only really five matches announced going in they only added one extra one to it with uh, Slapjack taking on uh, Bobby Lashley, and that was a ridiculous squash. 
uh, Jeff Hardy ended up losing to uh, Elias by, I believe, disqualification. Uh, then also uh, Tucker ended up taking out Otis and allowing Miz to take the uh, briefcase away from him for money in the bank. But the three Hell in a Cell matches saw a lot of emotion and straps and weapons and everything going on in the Jey Uso-Roman Reigns match. Uh, Jay refused to uh, say he quit until Jimmy got in there and got attacked by Roman. And Jay finally said he quit. Roman left and met Offa and Sika, who gave him a lay, uh, signifying he's the uh, tribal chief of the family. Uh, so that uh, is there on that one. And I'm not sure. If God, how, old, how old does Offa and Sika look? They were looking uh, kind of old. Uh, so, yeah, and Sika, I mean, Sika looked still heavy, and that's Roman's dad. Afa was uh, really looking frail and thin. Um, I see Stevens kind of come back uh, around. I'm not sure if he's available. He's giving the thumbs up. Uh, so, we're going to quickly get him back in here. So, Steven, you're back. Yeah, I had to go lay down. Understandable. Um, we're just talking about uh, any, any Hell in a Cell from past Sunday. Uh, talking about the uh, Roman Reigns Jay Uso match. What were your thoughts on how it played out? Um, I kind of liked how it played out. Um, I heard you guys talk about Off and Sika, which I thought was a unique touch to it. Um, I can see it being a Samoan dynasty led by Reigns and got your tag team henchmen, which I'm assuming that's where they're going. Yeah, they're going to reluctantly be following him, but I think there'll be probably a point where he uh, something happens and they all of a sudden look like, oh, we're one happy family and surprise everybody by being vicious. I yeah I don't know if they're gonna wait until which one is it Jimmy or Jay that's hurt right now Jimmy's out so I don't know if they're gonna wait for him to come back or if they're going to set it up where he gets he's around but not wrestling which I hope yeah. and I was listening to Jim Cornette cause I literally have nothing else to do and he was talking about this and they were saying well what if Jacob Fatu joined it yeah i believe he's over in mlw but wanting to uh join up uh eventually i do see a whole uh samoan dynasty led by and managed by paul Heyman, and it fits well because he managed the samoan swat team in the uh wcw so it will comes around full circle i guess uh the other two matches that happened uh in hell and cell included uh Sasha Banks, the boss, uh, picking up her first uh, SmackDown uh, Women's Championship. She is now a uh, Grand Slam winner uh, in WWE, joining Asuka and uh, Bailey. Bailey does have a Money in the Bank over top of uh, hers, and Asuka has Money in the Bank and a Royal Rumble uh, win. So making them almost first, second, third for success uh, in completing everything. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky have yet to do that, but eventually I see them uh, joining that ranks. Uh, but yeah, so Bailey ended up losing. 
that one. Uh, another comment from uh, Chad Peterson. Bailey is done for a while. That's why she lost to Banks and needs some time off with her family. If that uh, is uh, true, then uh, be a good way for her to also recharge and also sell the beatdown that she took uh, from uh, Sasha. Your thoughts on that one, Stephen? I'm not sure if Jonesy, you saw that. Um, to me, I thought that was one of the better, probably one of the top two or three matches is from Helen. Yeah, I thought it was uh, probably match of the night and could have actually uh, main evented, but the main event was uh, Drew McIntyre dropping the uh, WWE Championship to Randy Orton, making him a 14-time world champion tied with Triple H. And I have no problem with that because I think I kind of want to see him, uh, Drew McIntyre, win it when um, there's fans. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to hold off for because he was disappointed that that didn't happen at WrestleMania. And uh, also there's that possibility that Orton might drop it to uh, Edge first, though. Uh, I think there's lots of TBA still. Um, I mean, I think Match of the Night from Hell in a Cell was Uso. A close second was and Bailey, and I thought the third best match was Orton and McIntyre. I think what hurt them was the other two Hell in a Cell matches went before them. Yeah, and it's hard to do three matches the same style and have them different at the same time. Uh, that led to uh, Monday night with uh, Raw. Uh, they're quickly setting up for Survivor Series, and we pretty much have the card set except for uh, what the team matches are going to be. Uh, fully because it's going to be champion versus champion. No sign of NXT being involved, but they it's probably because of the fact that they're in two separate buildings and COVID. Let's not uh, tempt fate and keep them safe. So it's going to be uh, Orton against Reigns as it stands today with who's holding titles. There's probably going to be a title change here and there uh, last minute like there has been before. But Orton versus Reigns. Oscar against Sasha, New Day against the Street Profits, Lashley against Sami Zayn, um, and then there's some men's uh, and women's uh, Survivor Series matches. So far, Team Raw has AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Sheamus with two more spots to be filled, probably Drew McIntyre and one other. Uh, yet to be determined, maybe it's going to be Tucker if he's still actually with Raw. And Raw's women's uh, team looks absolutely horrid, but it has Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and yes, Lana, who won a match to end Raw and got put through another table. Uh, thoughts on uh, what Survivor Series is shaping out to be? Um, the women's Survivor Series match, I have a feeling I will skip because I have a bad feeling that's going to be a disaster. I think you'll find that there will be some NXT involvement, and I think you'll find, this is my prediction, I think you'll have the, I'm just trying, I'm drawing a blank of who, it's Finn Balor, right? The NXT Finn Balor's the champion, yeah. 
I mean, I see Balor in the world title match. And I could see Eero Shirai in the women's match. I mean, you're not... Even with uh, the uh, fact that they're keeping the uh, rosters separate with COVID? Those would be the only two. And you really could um, deal with weeks of isolation before two weeks after if you tight did it right. Yeah, okay, anything's possible. Um, not something to be played with, but I mean, I think, I mean, you could do Balor because Balor hasn't been around. Nope. But I, I don't really know the I wouldn't tempt it, but I know these the they could. Right. Uh speaking of NXT, uh last night they revived Halloween Havoc and they had two spin the wheel make the deal matches. Um the first one started off with Johnny Gargano beating Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match um to become the first ever two-time North American champion. A masked person assisted Gargano with the win. Uh, Pete Dunne ended up returning, finally being able to uh, return to North America. And uh, Pat McAfee and his guys, only Lurkin and Danny Birch, were attacking uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Out came uh, Pete Dunne with two chairs. And all of a sudden, instead of helping O'Reilly, he ended up turning on O'Reilly and joining McAfee, uh, helping to build McAfee's stable as they uh, continue to go after Undisputed Era. Uh, Santos Escobar beat Jake Atlas in a non-title match uh, with the Cruiserweights. Dexter Loomis beat Cameron Grimes in a Haunted House of Terror match where uh, Grimes tried to get out of it, and Regal said, nope, you're still doing it. Sent him off in a van with Loomis to a haunted house. Uh, Eventually, they ended up making it to uh, the arena again. And uh, Loomis ended up picking up the victory, but there was also some zombies, I guess, uh, there at the uh, CWC. Kind of crazy. Rhea Ripley uh, beat Raquel Gonzalez. It won't be long until uh, she gets brought up, I don't think, to the main roster sometime. Io Shirai uh, retained her uh, NXT women's title in a tables, ladders, and scares match. Over Candice Array, another hooded figure tried to help uh, Candice uh, win the title, but um, that person was thwarted by Shotzi Blackheart, who was also the host of uh, Halloween Havoc uh, last night. And EO ended up uh, pushing Candice off the ladder, through another ladder, and claimed uh, her title to end the show, which is kind of surprising to me uh, that both Garganos didn't win. But the Io Shirai continues to hold the title when she should be brought up. Any thoughts on uh, Halloween Havoc? Um, I haven't watched it yet. It'll be tomorrow, I think. Um, I, I'm going to make a prediction. I think the you're going to find the first masked guy is going to be carrying cross. Me, that's the only person that I, makes sense to me. Um, Eero Shirai, I'm actually happy they keep her in NXT right now. I don't want her in, in the women's division until they have fans. 
I think she'd be a waste. I think you could keep her in NXT, have the championship, and then you build your women's division so when she's gone, there's someone to replace her. Right now, there's just really not a lot of people to replace her. Um, the Treehouse of Horrors match I won't watch because I've read about it, and that will just piss me off. I can know. I can see this. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Pac Mac, McPhee and his stable versus the Undisputed Era. Probably leading to a uh, war games, I would imagine. Well, that's what I'm thinking, but then I'm thinking, do you want to do a war games without fans? True. Because AEW's resisted doing their war games. Because normally they do war games around Survivor Series, do they not? Yeah. So, I don't... I don't know. I, I'm torn. If you don't think you're going to have fans for months and months and months, then do a War Games, I guess, around Sir, or Royal Rumble. But I don't know. I Yeah. I was figuring either some sort of Survivor Series match to start with or a um, War Games. But I... That's the only thing that makes sense. I'm interested because I think that's going to be interesting. I think if they, do a war, if they do a war games, they need to bring the blue cage. Do a double ring blue cage. That they would be a nice cage a long time ago. Too. Sorry? They got rid of the, war, uh, the blue cage uh, stuff a long time ago because it had no give. They only really had that because of Bundy oh, for a long still, time. They still have it. They still own that stuff. It's still there. The last time they did a tour, you could see it in the tour. Yeah. yeah. The- For war games, it needs to be like the your fencing that you'd see around a construction site. Yeah, I want the chain link, but their war games also doesn't have a lid on it like uh, the old WCW one did. I would hope that they go back and put a lid on it. Especially if you don't have fans, put the lid on it. But you've got fans. I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I would like them to put the the fans on it. And yeah, Chad Patterson or Peterson is saying about uh, Roman actually broke character. I uh, was crying for real in his battle with uh, Jay and had to resume his character. I'm not sure about that, but I think they're doing really good with their uh, acting because of the family ties that they do have. Uh, and the Samoans are notorious for being uh, really good with what they uh, being in the wrestling. So we're going to quickly go through AEW Dynamite uh, and run down the card for uh, full gear, and then we'll switch over to our... Uh, this week in history. So last night, AEW Dynamite started with Dasha and MJF. Sammy Guevara interrupted because he doesn't want uh, uh, MJF as part of the inner circle. Then they had Hangman Page beat Wardlow to advance uh, to the full gear finals uh, match uh, with the winner from Penta, uh, Zero M, and Kenny Omega. 
Eddie Kingston made a uh, short work of Matt Seidel. John Moxley had a promo on Eddie Kingston uh, to fuel up their I Quit match happening at full gear. Excalibur had a sit down with the Young Bucks and FTR, and they tried to uh, explain uh, why the baby faces, uh, Young Bucks, were being as violent and mean to people as they had been, but I don't think it really got over well. Um, FTR ended up walking out of the whole thing. Inner Circle had a town hall to uh, determine if MJF can join. It was moderated by Tony, Shivani, and Dasha. Questions came from Luchasaurus involving economics, Peter Avalon begging to be a part of Inner Circle and getting laughed at, and then Eric B. from Wyoming, known as Eric Bischoff, came out and asked some questions uh, based off of uh, JFK's what can you do for me, uh, what can they do for you type deal. Um, and MJF is just offering friendship. Uh, but it turned out that everything boiled down to uh, Jericho saying that he could be a part of the inner circle if he beats them at uh, full gear. Sammy Guevara and Santana don't want him uh, part of uh, that, so it's going to be a tag team match next week with MJF and Wardlow against Santana and Guevara. But I can see uh, MJF becoming... Uh, part of the inner circle and breaking them up from the inside. Uh, we'll do predictions on that next week, mind you. Uh, due to outside interference from Dark Order and cheating from Cody and Arn Anderson, uh, Cody ended up retaining his TNT title over Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match. All hell broke loose afterwards. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian beat up best friends still over their video game being destroyed. Uh, Serena Deeb, the new NWA uh, champion, beat uh, Layla Hirsch. This was kind of interesting because it was recorded on Thursday. And I don't think uh, they switched title uh, until Tuesday. So there was already predetermined uh, that Serena was going to have the title off of uh, Thunder Rosa and did that. Hikuro Shida accepted Nyla Rosa's challenge for uh Full gear and the women's title online. Sean Spears beat VSK, whoever he is, in no time flat, and then was attacked by Scorpio Sky, who was dressed as a uh, bull for Halloween. Kenny Omega uh, ended up being Penta M Zero to face off against Adam Page at full gear. Thoughts on uh, all that? I watched to the stupid. Um town hall and then i decided no i'm good that was like i stopped watching last week when they did the song and dance for variety hour (sighs) understandable and now they're trying to uh bring out kenny omega with all this big long fanfare of uh, introduction fireworks dancing girls with brooms uh basically trying to resurrect the cleaner and I'm wondering if it's too little too late. I know a lot of people are all so happy about Kenny Olivier, uh, Kenny Omega coming back as the cleaner. But after a year of being blah and shit with uh, Hangman Page, is it too little too late to build him back up as the cleaner? Yes. I mean, this is the gimmick he should have started with as the cleaner. 
you can't polish a turd. You can't pick a piece of shit up from the clean end. It's... uh, I mean, I'm not... When is their stupid pay-per-view? It is on November 7th, and that's when Adam Page is going to go against Kenny Omega in the finals, which... Yeah, uh, I'm saving off my uh, predictions for next week. Cody against Darby Allen for the TNT title. FTR against Young Bucks for the tag titles. Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match. Hikura Shida against Nyla Rose for the women's title. Jericho and MJF to allow MJF into the inner circle. Moxley against Eddie Kingston for the world title in an I Quit match. Plus Orange Cassidy against John Silver in a pre-show. Yeah, this that sounds about as entertaining as getting a, uh, you know, surgery. Well, they do have some really top matches going on, but I feel like they're blowing all their load in one shot uh, in <laughs> this one uh, event. Like, you're getting... I'm Mr. Fuji-like. <laughs> You're getting Page and Omega. You're getting Bucks and FTR all in one thing instead of spacing it out. I'm going to make a quick prediction. Two quick predictions. Yeah. Uh, but more about next week. But I'm saying the Bucks screw Page. Try to screw Page. But cost Kenny Omega. And Hangman Page cost the Young Bucks the tag titles because they added a fucking gimmick, of course, on that. Oh, and, of course. And Paige joins FTR and Tully with Sean Spears, and there's your... Four Horsemen? Well, we're not going to call him that because no. that's just my soul. But I assume that's... I, 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 I don't... People... I can't even watch a full episode of Dynamite. I haven't in weeks because... They just do dumb shit. I just, it hurts. It hurts to watch it. Um, I mean, the best thing last week was Sonny Kiss's inner, er, uh, entrance. And then destroyed in 28 seconds or less. Well, and then you've got Joey Janela who couldn't be in the tournament because he has the, well, came in contact with someone with the COVID. And, then Ray Phoenix is knocked silly, so then they just drop in Pentel Zero without any explanation. Like, your jaw, jaw. And they've already taped next week's episode, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought they. Uh, this week's was uh, pre taped. I know that. I, th- I thought I. Three weeks. Okay. Then, I mean, regardless. Anything's possible. Up, they already have, so I would not spend a penny on their pay per view. I'm gonna. I won't even try to find it for free on the internet. I I don't want to waste my time with them. Understandable. So we will do predictions fully next week after we see what their go home show looks like uh, next Wednesday on TSN or TNT. Can we call it the Go Away Show? Anything's possible, yeah. I want them to go away. Uh, so before I quickly turn this over to Jonesy with our uh, This Week in History, 
Um, <laughs> if you tuned into Chris Maloney's uh, CWN uh, weekly last Friday, I was a part of it briefly uh, here and there uh, because of stuff going on. But we made an announcement, and I'm making it here as well, that coming January 18th, I believe it is, it's a Monday, the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN will be happening. Uh, this past Friday, uh, Chris announced four uh, categories. There's going to be nine in total. Uh, four more will be announced uh, tomorrow night on uh, CWN. But there's going to be a Legends, Women's, Men's, and Tag Team. And as I said, four more categories revealed next week. They'll be uh, voting, uh, or tomorrow night, they'll be voting throughout uh, the month of uh, November and possibly into December, maybe six weeks or so, where uh, fans will get their choice of uh, the nominees. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of rich history of people that are a part of this uh, nomination for the first time of us attempting to do it and see if it takes off. Canada really doesn't have a Hall of Fame. Uh, there is one that was uh, together with Slam Wrestling, I think, and Greg Oliver, and uh, that's why we're making sure we're not stepping on anybody's toes that way. But that's still in flux, uh, him trying to regroup that after Slam Wrestling uh, uh, got dropped by uh, the newspaper and everything, so he's uh, rebuilding that. But CWN... We are putting together our own uh, Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame and honoring uh, those who are paved the way. And uh, you'll find out with categories tomorrow, people who are starting to uh, get into the business that have our prospects. But that's what's uh, going on. Our idea, uh, January 18th, on the uh, 12th anniversary of CWN's launch, uh, any thoughts on a Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame, guys, before we dive into uh, this week in history? Uh, I think it's a good idea. Um, there's a lot of rich Canadian wrestling history, and be interested to see how it goes. Yeah, uh, so off air, I will probably uh, share a little bit more detail with you, too. Uh, as we get closer to doing uh, official announcements. But uh, I'm going to turn it over right now to uh, Jonesy with This Week in History. All right. Well, uh, we are going to go from this week. There we go. This Week in Wrestling History, October 22nd, we will start with uh, 26 years ago. Uh, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 94, the one where Career versus Career uh, world title uh, match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair took place, which doubled their pay-per-view numbers from the years previously. In a pre-show uh, dark match, Brooker T defeated Brad Armstrong. Uh, Johnny B. Bad and the Honky Tonk Man uh, went to a 10-minute draw for the WCW World Television Championship, and the Honky Tonk was fired due to a dispute. And, of course, he was fired by FedEx. Uh, Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage career versus career match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Mr. T was the special enforcer. As a result of the loss, Flair was forced to retire for the fifth time. 
Uh, 25 years ago on Monday Night Raw from Canada, Alunder Blaze defeated Bertha Faye to win the WWF Women's Championship for her last time. She stored it in a paperweight basket uh, after that. Uh, one uh, on that same show, Owen Hart wins a 20-man battle royal for a future shot at the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Uh, 20 years ago on Raw is War, the Hardy Boys disguised as Los Conquistadors defeated Edge in a handicap match to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. 20 years ago, Rodney Agdupu Anoa, best known to wrestling fans as Yokozuna, Born in 1966, San Francisco, Anoya grew up in the famed wrestling family and was trained by his uncles, the Wild Samoans. His wrestling career started as the Great Coquina, then AWA as Coquina Maximus, then, of course, his great run in WWE as Yokozuna. He captured not only the WWF heavyweight uh, belt twice, he also represented his homeland of Japan quite well for an American Samoan. Uh, Yokozuna would die of pulmonary edema, a buildup of fluid in the lungs. He was just 34 and 580 pounds. 19 years ago and a day ago in Tokyo, Japan, Ijai uh, Izaki, uh, a.k.a. Habushi, uh, is paralyzed following a botched lion salt attempt during a Frontier Martial Arts wrestling event. Uh, the paralysis uh, of uh, Ziki would be a fatal blow to FMW as he was the face of the company. FMW was a million dollars in the red to various Japanese organizations. Uh, FMW founder Sochi Eri, uh, one of... Uh, Keiza's closest friends was found hung in a park in Tokyo just three months later. Uh, as for Aziki, uh, he would become a singer in 2007. Uh, late in 2015, uh, Aziki would regain use of his legs and stand on his own and walk with a cane. On March 3rd, 2006, Aziki died of a sub uh, Lloyd hemorrhage in his home in Tokyo. He was 47. 18 years ago at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, AJ Styles defeated Six Pack to win the TNA uh, X Division Championship. 16 years ago in Highland, India, CM Punk defeated AJ Styles to win the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship for the fifth time. It's a happy 33rd birthday to cheerleader and fitness model turned wrestler Lee Van Dale, known to wrestling fans these days as Carmella. Lee is the daughter of the 90s WWF jobber Paul Van Dale. Go check out one of Paul Van Dale's matches. Uh, October 24th, uh, we're going to 40 years ago in Okinawa, Japan, Tiger Jeet Singh defeated a Todio Nonoki to win the UWA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, 27 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 93. Justin Rhodes defeated Steve Austin to retain the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. The Nasty Boys Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags defeated Marcus Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Rick Rude defeated Ric Flair by DQ and Vader defeated Cactus Jack in a tech Texas Deathmatch. The match was determined by a spin of the wheel.
23 years ago in Cleveland, Ohio, the Dudley Boys defeated Rob Van Dam and Sabu to win the ECW World Tag Team Championships for the fourth time. Uh, 21 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc. Uh, 99, it was all downhill from here for um, WCW pay-per-views as this was their highest rated pay-per-view compared to all future shows. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a month and a half, uh, sorry, a year and a half of crap after that. Uh, 12 years ago, Triple uh, A presented the 2008 Antonio Pina Memorial Show, uh, which is a tribute show honoring Triple A's founder, Antonio Pina. Uh, the matches included uh, some minis, a lumberjack match. Do they even have lumberjacks in Mexico? And the answer is yes. But when I Googled Mexican lumberjack, well, it is an urban term for a sexual position, so I didn't go any further. Um, the uh, though I did make it a little, little drawing. Uh, the Hart Foundation 2.0, Jack Evans and Teddy Hart in a ladder match, a 13-man gauntlet uh, match, a street fight, and a cool-looking Thunderdome cage. Uh, check that out; it's a really good-looking cage uh, match where the winning team was led by. Uh, Conan and he took possession of an urn containing the remains of founder in a Tony Pina. Awesome ending. Uh, ten years ago, a post-fight interview from the previous night went uh, uh, viral and got uh, wrestling fans salivating. MMA reporter Ariel, or sorry, Ari, yeah, Ariel Halawani uh, was interviewing UFC fan The Undertaker when Brock Lesnar, moments after losing the UFC Heavyweight Championship to Kane Vasquez, um, exchanged glances with The Undertaker, who then responded, "If you want to do, if you wanted to do this." Eventually, they would do it, and they did it live in front of WrestleMania 30 and made a grown man cry uh, And Brock, because Brock Messner became the one that broke the end of the Sorry? Oh, no, all good. Oh, good. I must have heard an echo of me. Uh, it's a happy 49th birthday to Dale, uh, Christian Tolberg, a former co uh, collegi collegiate and professional basketball player, uh, took to wrestling in 1995, a.k.a. the first and only member of the Warriors of Kiss, uh, the Demon. Uh, well, there was Brian Adams, but he soon uh, rejected the gimmick and denounced the band Kiss. Uh, and there was Asia, who was to be the manager of the Demon. Asia and Tolberg have been married for 20 years. Uh, the Demon would join Vampiro and the Insane Cloud Posse in the stable known as Dark Carnival. Uh, when uh, WCW shut down, Colt Tolberg returned to Major League Baseball and became a strength coach uh, for the Montreal Expos, the Florida Marlins, and the Chicago White Sox, with uh, the latter two making it to the World Series in 2003 and 2005. He also worked on a pair of movies, Mr. Baseball and A League of Their Own. Way to go, Mr. Demon. Didn't know about that, did you, Jess? Uh, <clears throat> today would have been the 88-86th birthday of Juanita Wright, best known to wrestling fans as Sweet Sapphire. Uh, Wright passed away at age 61 in 1996. Uh, October 25th, 28 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 92 from the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. About 7,000 were in attendance with 160,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. 
Rick Rude defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Mashiro Chono by disqualification. Harley Race and Kenzuki Sasaki were special referees. Ron Simmons defeated the Barbarian to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And Sting defeated Jake Roberts in a coal miners glove match. The match stipulation was determined by the spin of the wheel. 22 years ago, WCW presented yet another Halloween Havoc. Uh, this was the one uh, uh, with the terrible Hogan Warrior rematch from uh, the 90s and the main event of Goldberg Page that was cut short on pay-per-view due to going overtime, forcing WCW to air the match on Nitro, which was the highest rated match with uh, 7.78 million viewers at the time. This was the last time Nitro would beat Raw in the ratings head-to-head. Uh, 21 years ago on Raw, Raw is War, Ivory defeated the fabulous Moolah to win the WWF Champion Women's Championship, and no one gave a crap about that. Uh, 16 years ago, Stephanie McMahon and Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, got married for realsies. Uh, 12 years ago today, the Blue Demon uh, Jr. defeated Adam Pierce to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The win made Demon the first... Mexican-born wrestler and the second mass wrestler joining Abyss, who did it in 2006, in the history of the NWA to win the 10 pounds of gold. And it's a happy 63rd birthday for the father of Japanese deathmatch, uh, Atoshi Onida. Oh, Wanita. It's probably Onida. Eh, who cares? October 26, 23 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 97, best known to fans as Age in the Cage, featuring Rowdy Piper defeating Hollywood Hogan via submission in a steel cage match. This belt would win uh, uh, a Wrestling Observer's Newsletter's worst match of the year, and deservedly so. 12 years ago today, WCW presented Cyber Sunday, the matches included the Honky Tonk Man defeating WWE IC champion Santito Morella by disqualification. Other challengers for Santito were Rowdy Piper and Goldust. Yuck. No wonder uh, Honky Tonk Man won that. Just a minute, my cat's going right now. There we go. Nine years ago today, I didn't... Packed uh, taping at Universal Orlando, Bobby Roode defeated James Storm uh, to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And it's a happy 33rd birthday to Canadian-born uh, Jenna Gratta, a.k.a. Portia Perez. Happy 71st birthday to Kevin Francis Sullivan. Sullivan! And it's a happy 73th birthday to Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton. In 2008, Clinton, along with Obama and Senator John McCain, all appeared on Raw in pre-recorded messages encouraging view viewers to vote. It's a happy 43rd birthday to Tako Yoshida, best known to wrestling fans as Takamishinoku. Uh, trained by the great Suzaki, Yoshida wrestled notably for... Uh, Federation Universal del Lucha Libre, UWF, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling, uh, before gaining exposure in the States for Extreme Championship Wrestling, which I didn't know he was actually in for a short time, uh, following his performance at their first uh, pay-per-view, Barely Legal. Uh, Mishinoku joined the WWF to bolster their new lightweight division and became champion. 
He would also win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship with Dick Togo. And we're moving on to October 27th. For all of you taking notes, if I'm going too fast, please let me know. 33 years ago at WWF Superstars taping in Syracuse, New York, Strikeforce Martel and good friend Tito Santana at the time defeated the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 29 years ago today, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 91. This is the one with the infamous Chamber of Horrors match. Uh, the match could only be won when someone pulled the final lever after someone was hooked into the electric chair. It was terrible with half the scheduled wrestlers being replaced for this match, uh, which was the first match of the pay-per-view card. There's so many people that they, they changed who was going to be in this match, and I'm not writing it all down. Uh, this match is not to be confused with the Thunderdome match with Muda. And that note was more for me. 27 years ago today in Blackburn, England, Martin Lund and Sid Udi, a.k.a. Arn Anderson and Sid Vicious, got into a heated scrap at a hotel room uh, with uh, Arn being stabbed 20 times and Sid with only four stab wounds. Both men would kiss and make up years later. 24 years ago today, WCW presented Halloween Hammock, another one. The show ended with the WCW debut of Ready Ready Piper. That's about all that happened there. Seven years ago today, WCW presented Hell in a Cell. Randy Orton defeated Daniel Bryan in a Hell in a Cell match to win the vacant WWE Championship. Shawn Michaels was the special referee. 20 years ago and a day ago, Bret Hart announces his retirement from wrestling. And it's a happy 55th birthday to Bruno Lawler, best wrestler, uh, Wrestling fans know him best as Harvey Wimbleman. Born in Pennsylvania, he broke into the wrestling business at age 14 by breaking down the ring after wrestling shows at a circus in exchange for free admission. He would eventually land in Memphis as downtown Bruno and would become one of the top managers in the territory. He would manage the warlord, Big Bully Busick, uh, before managing Sid Vicious and others as Dirk. Dr. Harvey Wimpleman. Near the end of his on-screen run, Wimpleman would become the first and only male to hold the WWF's woman's belt, defeating the cat dressed as a woman. Uh, through, through 2001, where he transitioned to road agent duty and today serves as WWE's unfinished show uh, concierge. Uh, Lawler wrote an autobiography uh, released in 2008, Wrestling with the Truth which I will check out because I think he's got a cool freaking job. Uh, October 28th, uh, 31 years ago, NWA presented WCW Halloween Havoc settling the score. Uh, Ric Flair and Sting defeated the Great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome cage match, which had a small fire prior to the match, uh, um, and it was because it was electrified. Uh, whether that was a accident or they planned that so people would think it was really electrified. Either way, I think it worked out pretty good, um, except for the match. Uh, the match could only end when one of the managers threw in the towel on their team's behalf. Only Anderson nailed Gary Hart, causing Hart's towel to fly into the ring, causing special referee Bruno Sammartino to end the match. 17 years ago today, Loki, one of the central figures of Ring of Honor, leaves the company over creative and financial differences. 
14 years ago, following an event in Racine, Wisconsin, WWE announces that ECW house shows would be suspended indefinitely as they would combine with the SmackDown events going forward. The ECW house shows would never return. Uh, I actually went to one of those. Sorry? I actually You're went out? to one of those in Saginaw. Oh, nice, nice. So that was at least 14 years ago. And 13 years ago, WWE presented Cyber Sunday. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Finley in a stretcher match. Triple H defeated Umanga in a street fight. Uh, street fight was the stipulation of choice, 57%, followed by Steel Cage with 26 and a first, uh, first blood match with 17. Uh, bullshit. Wrestling is not fake, just the storylines are. Uh, screw this. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, eight years ago today, WWE presented Hell in a Cell. CM Punk defeated Ryback in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWE Championship. The loss was the first for Ryback since he joined the main roster in April. It's a happy 36th birthday for Christina Lim Hemi, or simply Christy Hemi. Or Hemi, 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 Hemi. Anyways, October 29th. 31 years ago today on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Dusty Rhodes delivered what would be his most famous promo, the Hard Times promo, which spoke to what NWA World Champion Ric Flair did when he took Dusty Rhodes out of action. Do you want to hear me read the whole promo? No, I think we're okay. No, okay. I'll just, I'll just give you the highlights. The American Dream got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the Woods Heavyweight Champion, blah, 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 blah. There you go. Actually, it's a really good one. You, you read it. Oh, it makes a lot of it, it's very nice. Uh, Rhodes would go on to win the NWA world title at Starrcade 85, only to have the decision overturn on a technicality a week later. Uh, 30 years ago today, WWF taped Survivor Series Showdown 90 from the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. 25 years ago, uh, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 95. Uh, the show featured the in-ring debut of The Giant. Uh, in a match taped the previous night on the roof of Cobo Hall, Hulk Hogan defeated The Giant in a monster truck sumo match. Post-match, the two would come to blows, and Hogan knocked The Giant off the roof, uh, assumingly plunging to his death. Uh, Randy Savage defeated Luger, and The Giant defeated Hulk Hogan. What? By DQ to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, even though he fell from five stories the night before. And this was the night of the Yeti. So it just got better. Uh, this could be a good discussion uh, if you want uh, right after, because I think that's about it. That is it, man. So uh, the 2000 Halloween Havoc sucked. Uh, remember the DNA first blood match? Yeah, they had a DNA first blood match at the Halloween Havoc 2000. And uh, all the ideas yeah. were just so crazy. And the Yeti, the Yeti. It, it, you know what? I, I I think Halloween Havoc had a great name and a great everything, except a lot of the matches were just bad. Well, um, if you listen to Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks, a lot of people think that uh, Starcade is the WrestleMania of uh, NWA and WCW. It might have been for the NWA, but in his view, uh, especially running the WCW like he did and how for how long he did, he actually uh, credits 
Halloween Havoc as being the big show of the uh, organization over Starcade. I could see maybe why they'd think that only because that show was probably fun to do because it was Halloween based. I mean, you get the, you get to be a little more free with it. And uh, I mean, God, they had a seven, seven foot mummy walking down. How could it go? How could it go wrong? That's beautiful. Yeah, TV. Good old Ron Reese dressed up in uh, gauze. And then the, uh, not uh, suitable for children and families to watch what they did to Hogan uh, when the two of them got together and sandwiched Hogan and started jiggling. No, no, just no. You, you know, I, I really I really wish some bootleg toy company out there would make the humping WCW Yeti so you can put uh, it up again. Black Scorpion has uh, found us. Yes, we're wrapping up tonight. Trick or treat. Uh, we would like a treat, sir. Or ma'am. If you can send us a treat, that would be wonderful. That, would be, that would be nice. And next week on, on the wrestling, um, um, the history in wrestling, I, I, I was uh, doing some of it today for next week. And uh, I, uh, one that's always bothered me is the the Rockers having their titles taken away from them in the excuse that was given. I think that today that that's a bunch of bullshit. And I believe that the WWE needs to rectify that. Um, they just, I mean, it happened 30 years ago. It's, it's time to change the record books and say, yes, they did win it, but it was stripped away from them because the ring rope broke. That's fine. They should at least be, that they did, in fact, win it. It wasn't DB like DiBiase uh, winning and giving it away. It, or sorry, uh, uh, Andre winning the belt and then giving it away. This was they actually won the belt. Yeah, the match was done. And what happened was that when the ring rope broke, it was in the second um, round uh, per se of the match. It was a two out of three. So they actually let all three rounds go. They could have called it in the second. Of course, they should have stopped it, done something, but they didn't. And especially when they know it's being taped, you had all the time in the world to stop, see if it could be fixed, and redo it. And then even you can even like, especially since it was in the second round, they could have had a quick pin there, ended it so it's a tie, and then bring them back out later and just splice it, and you wouldn't even know. So exactly. I, I, you know, that's what I would like to ask the you know, someone that was there that why didn't like, I'm sorry that the ball was dropped. Three words, Brett Hart politics. Well, that's bullshit. That's what that is. That's yeah. bullshit. So yeah. Thank you once again for bringing us the week in history. There's a lot going on. As you said, a lot of Halloween havocs to uh, look back on. If you have the WD network, definitely uh, give it a look. Um, yeah, this concludes this week's episode. We have some <laughs> trivia Where for most on vacation. Um, a haunted house, probably. No, Malibu. Malibu. Nice. Very wonderful. Thank you, uh, Black Scorpion, for finding us. Uh, but, anyways, next week is going to be starting our. Uh, month of 
Survivor Series, we're looking back at some of the teams with uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, we're going to, on next week's episode of Scumbags Wrestling, uh, talk about the Canadian uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, announcements uh, are going on. We're also going to do predictions for Full Gear, which is happening uh, this week, uh, the following Saturday. And we'll... Uh, Find out what other news is going on. Why don't mummies take time off? They're afraid to unwind. You know, I, I will say in closing here, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in the black scorpion that he didn't dress up and come in as like, like Papa Shango or something. So, yes, yes, he at least recognizes. Uh, so yes, uh, be sure to uh, join us whether you're uh, live with us on uh, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube right now, or you're listening to us later on on our uh, other podcast outlets, such as Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for joining us. Even if you are the Black Scorpion, we will eventually figure out who you are. But uh, definitely enjoy your levity uh, and participation in the show. And uh, we'll catch you again next week. And he says apparently that Papa Shango fears Fuji. Good, he better. So you know what? Since it is popular um, again in wrestling, perhaps we need to hire some investigators. <laughs> there you go. So until next time, thank you for joining us, and we are out of here.